Welcome to All My Guy Girl, Guess What? Where we have authentic and transparent conversations to evoke growth. We are your hosts. I'm Alana Anae. I am Blair J. And, and we, we are College Rubies Transistors. Sisterhood is vital. Having someone to hold you accountable is vital. While giving a glimpse into our sisterhood, we hope to build a family-like community with our audience. Because, because it's, it's coming, coming from, from the heart. heart. Hey y'all, welcome to Oh My God Girl Guess What Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Blair B. And I'm Alana Ane. And welcome. Yes, um, welcome. Episode two, season two. Episode two, season two. We hope y'all enjoyed the first episode of the season. We did get a lot of plays, so that's good. We're oh, on our dude. way. We're super close to having 500 plays total. Like, okay. We're super close. I feel like we should do something and celebrate. I didn't even. Know, I didn't know we got a, a lot of play. I feel like we didn't. I don't know. I feel like it was a lot going on like that week and yeah. But people still tuned in. I think we got okay. at least thirty. Oh, good. That's which good. is good. So it's but growing. I, it's it's growing. growing. And I think. But I think the new intro helped too, and the new logo. They're like, oh, okay. What's this? Like they, new and approved. We are making an Instagram. Um, Alana didn't want to make an Instagram. Um, she's been fighting it for forever, but we need a place to consistently promote it and put the content out. So yeah, it ain't about to be on my personal page every time. That just ain't gonna work. That's a conflict of interest. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Conflict of interest a little bit. How? Because I got my agency stuff that's like on there and all. Like everything is about to be like agency stuff for the most part, like design stuff. And then like I got but this contradicting ass. You, I got this pers- contradiction, contradicting ass um, podcast. Like no, it's not contradicting, but it's just like right. it's a I part just, of your personal I feel brand. Like because I you have an agency of, page. I feel like because I do a lot of like reels on my Instagram. I will be forced to do like I don't know. I have, I would have to figure out how I would even incorporate the agency. I don't want to do a highlight. I don't want to post reels because I've been posting reels of all my design stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. All in all, podcast she don't want to claim us, which is fine. fine. She don't have to she claim have- us. I claim us. I. It's We're not that here. I want to. It's not that I don't claim the podcast because I do. We're it's here. Just, I just feel like it doesn't have a place on my personal page. Again, it has no it has a place on my it has a place on my Twitter, but not my Instagram. It might have a place on my TikTok, but not my Instagram. Again, we're here. I can't. I just stepped into a place. Okay, like updates for me this week, like mentally. I just stepped into a place where I no longer. I'm I'm done taking Instagram serious, like at least for my personal yeah. page, for the most mm-hmm. part. I'm done taking it serious, like it's got way too serious to the point it's not fun. So yeah. when y'all see me posting pictures like it's 2012, like Who that's cares? just what I'm doing. That's my vibe. Um, I no longer yeah. care to post with the algorithm. I no longer care mm-hmm. to make everything perfect. Um, I no longer care to have a filter. I mean, I will post some filters sometimes, but it's just like I'm just yeah. on there to kick it. I'm finna enjoy myself and have fun because yeah. it's and I'm, actually engage and network with yeah. people because i feel like in 2012 when we didn't care about posting that's when you really got to you know you talk See to who people everybody are. Yeah. yeah and it's just that's like, how that's kind of how i feel like that's why i've just been i don't know i mean it's never been serious for me that's just always been just for fun um good. but now that i have my agency stuff it's, it's less about like posting my client work and just more about posting like passion projects that's gonna get y'all to go look at my actual client work so I just been I don't know 
That's what that's why. But I'm you mad also with it. are a mark marketer, so you have to be specific about your marketing. Exactly. Your Ex- exactly, and that's why the podcast. And that's why she's not claiming us. But all in all, I, I just feel as though. I mean, I'm point. still not proving your point. What I'm basically saying is, you have to find a clever way to incorporate it, but it's still a part of who you are. Not on my Instagram. Not on your. Well, I don't understand why you got a business page if your personal page can't encompass all that you do. It's not because my my personal Instagram is me posting passion projects. This not a passion and, project. And You're not me, passionate about this. You're not passionate about I'm ta- us. I'm talking about passionate design projects. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about talking on a talk show. I'm. I'm sorry. Oh my God, girl. Guess what, family? Alana doesn't give a f about us. That is not true. I just. It's okay. I have a hard time figuring out where I would like how I would incorporate it. And once I figure out how I would incorporate it, wee, I think wee, Instagram wee. is so like. it's bottom of the barrel so it's only so much that you can do I mean I could create a guy and just say hey and me and my best friend's podcast take a listen I could do something like that but then again people still have to physically go to the guy it's not gonna I don't know whatever this so off topic so off topic I mean this is (laughs) you know the first half is really for us to catch up with people anyway so yeah we're catching up with y'all y'all hearing how we I, I realized another thing I realized this week is I'm such a brat I uh, what's some what's something you what, what's something you realized this week? Like what's something that clicked for you this week? Like, you know, give us a vulnerable moment. <laughs> something that clicked for me this week? Yeah. About myself? Yeah, or life. Like shit just always working out for me. Like I'm really that yeah. one. I'm really that one. Like stuff always work out for me. Mm-hmm. Like as long as I listen to my intuition, this not even like no like uh, I've been realized I'm a brat. That wasn't my realization this week. <laughs> I realized no, that, was that a long time. Yeah, I realized that a long time ago. Don't know why it took you so long. I think I I think it's just like levels to the brightiness. Like it's I realize definitely levels. I I realized to a certain extent. Yeah, I'm a brat, but yeah, it's definitely levels. But I realized that I can be over the top, for real. A little dramatic. But, but like princess, I don't care. I don't care. But I, and I, and that's the thing. I don't care. I've never cared. <laughs> Probably why I've never really come to the realization. Like, damn, I'm really a brat because I really don't care. <laughs> like, it is what it my, is. What it is. My parents will tell you. My brothers. Like, I really don't care about being a brat. Like, I don't care. Like, I feel how I feel. What I said is what I said. Love it or hate it. Literally. But um, yeah, that's the realization I come to this week. Just like, as long as I'm following, like my intuition my gut you know everything everything works out for me i'm i'm really blessed i've been knew i was i I knew i was blessed like a long time ago um but manifestation just be crazy it do it do you don't know how you don't know when you don't know how you don't know but if you feel it in your spirit and you know that something is destined for you it's destined for you you just have to let go of the how exactly which is a difficult thing and that's the thing but like that's the thing. Like I let go of the how a long time ago, but I always knew um, it was gonna happen somehow, some way. I had I honestly had a horrible week. Like, oh, I didn't have a horrible week. It was just stressful. Like stressful. a lot going on. Um, like work. Obviously, are you gonna tell them my niece? I Y'all am. pray yeah. for my niece. Yeah. So, uh, aside of like work and just trying to like 
you know, work out every day, get my health together, you know, all these different appointments, like clients and then working on the Like, uh, my puppy Jay broke her leg. So, like, that was, I literally went to urgent care with her, like, 10.30 at night. And we didn't leave till, like, 12.30. And then the next day, had to take her to get surgery. So, that was stressful. Um, so, it was just, like, a long week of, like, long events, twists and turns. And then at the end of the week, I finally got some good news yeah it's always right before you finna get a major blessing i was like damn because i really was i really was thinking like well i really could have been upset about the whole situation with jay because like when dogs need surgery that shit is expensive but i was like you know what like at least i'm blessed enough to be able to do it yeah and i wasn't upset and she's like alive you know exactly Exactly. It's water under the bridge. There's nothing I can do about it. It needs to be taken care of somehow, some way. I'm not going to trip. I'm just going to get it taken care of. And there's nothing I can do. It's out of my control. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, like, upset about it or anything. And then, like, I, I, I didn't, I'm not going to say I felt like I was having, like, a breakthrough week. But, like, it was definitely. Kind of. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, stre- I've had stressful weeks for about an entire month now. Like, my parents will tell you. Um, So, to hear the news that I got was just, like, yeah like i can't be mad about anything yeah Yeah. i can't be mad about anything so um yeah that's not a not a brat realization but just you know realizing that stuff works out so don't be stressing anybody out there stressing don't it's not worth it it's not worth it don't be stressed that's my that's my goal for 2022 is to start relaxing I have relaxed a little bit, but I haven't all the way relaxed all the way. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But I whenever I find week. myself no, finna not no. relax, Alana tells me. So then I start to relax. <laughs> I'm like, Blair, you said 2022 years are going to relax. And guess what you haven't done yet? Relax. You haven't relaxed yet. Yeah. I'll be like, it's the, it's the end of January. And you have not relaxed not once. I did. But 2022 is like, oh, my resolution did, is to I relax. relax. If I relaxed no. in, the, in the moments that you didn't have to tell me to relax, I was relaxing. You had to check me on the moments I, I did. You know, I probably had a much equal amount of stress and relax. Like, I didn't let every situation stress me out. I laughed through some of my BS. <laughs> I was relaxed. That's debatable. I was relaxed. Anyway. That's debatable. <laughs> Anyways, today's topic, um, we're going to talk about vulnerability and human connection. Um, and more specifically, like, the importance of that. Like, wh- why we need to be vulnerable. Why do we need human connection? Um, and this the effects of not hu- having hu- human connection. Um, especially, like, in this pandemic, I'm talking to my grandma. I'm just talking to family and friends. People are really starting to feel very lonely. Um, people are develop- developing social anxieties because they've been so closed off. Um, and it's, it's speaking, like, just thinking about my grandma more specifically, like, our whole, oh, my little life fail. Our whole, um, everybody's kind of growing up and trying to create a life for herself. And she's coming from to a point in her life where her life is completely slowing down, you know, mm-hmm. um, while everybody is trying to live. She's like, I lived already in, in this a sense of loneliness there. So just like, you know, let's, let's, let's just dive right into that. Like, how do you feel like with the pandemic, do you feel like you, it created any social anxieties for you? Like, did you feel lonely? Like, um okay here's what I'll say like in the middle of a pandemic um I moved 
from like I was living at home with my family over the pandemic for like six months. Then I completely moved to literally the middle of the United States and like a very, a very small, big city. Um, and just like majorly like working from home for the most part, or just like, if I was in the office, nobody was in the office because everybody's working from home because pandemic. Um, so when I first got here, um, I didn't feel it until like a few months after. So missing family. And then also Mm -hmm. with it being a pandemic, it was just like hard to meet new people, hard to, hard to make friends. Um, and it was hard to meet people at work because it was like, they weren't coming into the office. Um, so I definitely experienced some of that went through points in my time here was really wish I had like, you know, community, young, young black professionals, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want to say like I don't know, but yeah, I mean, short answer, yeah, I felt a little bit of it. I mm-hmm. I naturally like being alone anyway. Um, right. so but it was like the moments where I was like, dang, I really want to like do something fun. It's like dang, or, or like I wish I had people to just go and do this with or go experience this with um, around. And then the question about social anxiety. I definitely said that in the gym today. I'm like, damn, this class kind of full on a Saturday. Like, I'm used to mm-hmm. coming at 6 a.m. or Ain't 12. nobody there. When it be like, a lot of people at the gym, yeah, it's like five, me out. It like, might oh be like God. 12 people. And actually, not even that. It might be max like four or five of us like working out. And then today on a Saturday, it's like 30 plus people. I'm like, people taking I off their masks to work yeah, out because like, they hot. Like, yeah, I'm like, I realized this this pandemic definitely gave me a little bit of social. Like, I'll still talk mm-hmm. to people. I, it's just like when I see a bunch of people, I'm like, hold up. Yeah, I, I never, I never been a type of person that just love big crowds though. So, I, but I think the, the pandemic definitely made it to where like I like to be in my little my little bubble, my little bubble. Like, I just, if I don't have to be close to you, I won't. I be. don't. I don't really care to be. I don't care to go into the office. Like I'm, I'm okay with working from home. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah, I definitely. I don't want to say social anxiety, but it made me a little adverse to like, do I really care to be around these people? It makes me very selective about the about right. the social environments that I that I enter. I'll say that. Yeah, and it's for me like you know, to me, physical touch is a big love language for me. I want to touch my people. Hug my friends, exactly. you know, hug my family, stuff like that. So not being able to do that and now being able to do that again slowly but surely feels good mm-hmm. without people feeling weird about it. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, people just, yeah. you know, like now opening up because, you know, there are like vaccines. Mm-hmm. People feel more secure with that. So yeah. they're allowing that to happen again. I was trying to hug in the, in the peak of the pandemic, like, Come on, give me a hug now. Yeah. Like about that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you got to be mindful of everybody mm-hmm. and like how they feel. But definitely when it comes to like large crowds, like the, I just got a trainer this week and one of the other trainers at the gym was surprised that I let my trainer train me because he like, you come in, you stay away from everybody. You don't talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. You be and I'm like, am I antisocial? But I think it's just because I'm in the gym. I don't know these people. Yeah, I'd be like, let me yeah. go on my. And then like at the gym, you just working on yourself. Like yeah. you don't really need to be involved with nobody at the gym. 
the people what I noticed now that I have a trainer and like being it's like a different like the world I was in when I went to the gym and yeah. their world in the gym is two it's different completely worlds. different like yeah. that people know each other oh that's so and so I'm like oh y'all talk like everybody we, in the gym know each other that's the but me thing. I don't they know, but they see me this the girl that wear her yeah. headphones and do her little machine workout yeah. and go home you know what I'm saying <laughs> so they don't know yeah. um I would so, definitely say though like you know now that we're starting to get back into I don't want to say normal because it's far from normal. Yeah. Um, but it's just starting to feel a little bit better. But I mean, even during the pandemic, I still was like, of course, talking to family a lot helps. Or yeah. Even the podcast um, helps was helping out. me uh, with that. And then, like, of course, friends and family just coming to visit. I think this is going to become a thing that just happens every year around the same time. Like the numbers are just going to peak consistently. Just like people get the flu, people are going to start getting COVID. I just think it's going to be a new thing. Yeah, but I don't it think is. it's about to go away. Like it's I not. Think it's, it's not. It's going to be away. just be a consistent thing. Like we know around this time every year at the end of summer, mm-hmm. COVID numbers about to peak. Yeah, just like course. the flu, just yeah. like the cold. That's you know all. I, mean? I, I honestly feel like that's all it is. But I don't feel like talking. I don't want to start no feathers. I don't want to ruffle no feathers. Yeah. I don't um, feel like going into that rabbit hole. Okay, so another thing I want to talk about. So I just said in the gym how, like, I kind of stay to myself. You know, people could deem me as, like, standoffish or stuff like that. Like, I'm not nice, right? Or mm-hmm. not kind. I wanted to talk about the difference between being nice versus kind. Because yeah, I think those difference. are two different things. Like, I speak when spoken to. I, I say hello, but I'm not just, like, overly... And me and Alana joke about this all the time. I come off as like the sweetie pie friend. Like I, I'm the I'm more because I'm a little more sociable, right? Even though they think I'm standoffish, but anyways, I guess it depends on the setting. Because I'm more sociable, but really in my heart of hearts, I don't be like one to be bothered with people at all. Whereas yeah. Alana's very much the opposite. Like she may come off as standoffish because she's just shy. And then yeah. when she opens up, it's like, okay, she's nice. And once she opened up, I ain't got to say nothing else. Y'all got, y'all good? Right. We friends. <laughs> y'all we good? Friends. Y'all cool? Okay, I, yeah. I ain't got to say nothing else. I will um, definitely, I'm trying to think, nice versus kind are definitely different. Like They're definitely different. They're definitely different. I th- which one do you think is better or worse? I think to be, I think, I think everybody should better. be kind. Is Yeah, I think kind is better, but nice is almost like. Nice is fake. Nice is like, okay, I'm putting on this good face because it's like, yeah, I'm just nice. Like somebody, like you said, speak when spoken to. If somebody says hello or smiles at me, that's I'm going to smile that's back. respectful. No, that's nice. If, if somebody is speaking, if somebody speaks to you and just says hello and you say hi back, that's nice. Kind is like, kind is an act. Like nice is just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm being nice, whatever. But kind is actually the act. Like the act of, okay, you see somebody... You see an old person at the grocery store. They're having a little bit of trouble okay. picking up a, a water case. You go and do that for them. That's kind. That's not nice. Nice would just be saying, hello, how was your day? Kindness is an act. And I think a lot of people lack kindness, but they are actually, like, nice people. Because nice is just, like, anybody can be nice. Not everybody can be kind. See, I I get your point. This is how I was viewing it. Like, I was seeing nice as, like, almost, like, pushover or... Um, I liked when you was going when you said fake because it's like when I think nice I think like oh they're just being nice like they're just mm. um, I'm trying to find a, the best way to describe what I'm saying they're just putting on a front or putting on an act it's just a face it's a facade so 
but I think to speak when spoken to is a kind thing to do because it's like respect. I think it's kindness kind. comes with respect, though. It like does if somebody says respect. hi to you, if somebody That's not says kind, hi to though. you. Like, oh, that's kind. She's just spoke back. Or if you speak first, kind. that's kind. That ain't kind. That's just being nice. Kindness is an act. Like, it's an act of showing, like, care. It's not really... Sh- saying hello to somebody is not showing passion or saying that you care to do, like, to go above and beyond to help. Okay, so you're saying kindness is, like, go above and beyond. Well, you don't even have your... to go above and beyond, but, like, here, I'll... But I feel like when people up. are being nice, they're doing too much. For example, so, like, so kindness, nice. kindness are characteristics. Like, kind is, like... So it says a group of people or things having... Wait, hold on, I'm sorry. Yes, Ooh. definition. Hold on, give me one second. this is what i was also thinking in my head though for example like say somebody spoke speaks to you right Mm -hmm. you instead of just saying hi back you take it a step further and be like hello oh i love this i love that that's doing a lot like that's nice but just being kind is just saying hey back you know what i mean i don't know i mean yeah i get what you're saying i just personally don't agree i think nice is just the bare minimum surface level and kindness is like above and yeah but i think that kind can have i mean being nice can be negative in a way like not negative like niceness can nice you can get you can get ran over being nice exactly nice and you can get i mean you can get ran over being (laughs) kind too like people take kindness for weakness all the time Mm -hmm. um but i think if i'm just being nice to somebody in school there's power in that though yeah it's definitely it's definitely power and kindness but i think niceness and just being a nice person is different than being a kind person like nice is like agreeable is the is it says delightful pleasing just being pleasing to other people but kind is like having or showing like a care and concern okay like kindness is intentional versus Mm. like nice is just like okay like i said you just walk by. I'm not ruffling no feathers. Exactly. Nice is just doing enough to be like, okay, yeah, she's nice. But kind is like showing like, hey, let me help you. Which is why I say if you see a, a old person struggling in the grocery store, you help them. That's an act of kindness. But if I just say, hello, how was your day? That's nice. That ain't really kind. It don't really do much. You know why a lot it's of people love. lack kindness? I think a lot of people lack kindness because they lack empathy. And they don't know how to use their empathy, I their empathy a, muscles. No, I, I definitely agree. And I I say this all the time. Like, I don't think that I was kind growing up because I never went through shit growing up. The moment I started to understand real life and start like to go shit through shit. happens. Yeah. Exactly. That's the moment when I started to exercise empathy and actually That's being so kind true. because I understand. When I was younger, it was Ooh. like, I can't relate to that. I don't know what That's like spoil shit. It I, is. Woo. It is. It <laughs> is. It is. And I real I honestly realized that this year, like, wow, growing up, I couldn't be kind and and empathetic and compassionate because I, I had went through like certain. I, I didn't go through shit. Like I remember friends would try to vent, and I just like I honestly not being rude, but it's like I honestly don't know how to help you because I've never been through that. So I'm just kind of looking, and they thinking I don't care, but it's like I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand, so I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I really don't know how to help you. Would you rather talk to my parents about it? Like, I don't know what to do. But in that, you gained (laughs) empathy, right? Because they exposed you to a new struggle that you didn't know. So for the next person that came to you with that, you were able to be empathetic because you had a friend to go through it. Exactly. Exactly. So you can learn, because you can learn Mm -hmm. lessons through other people. You know what I mean? 
Exactly. Uh, but I, I think that's the, that was the difference for me. Is like as soon as I got older, went off to school, experienced mm-hmm. more life. That's when I was able to be kind and just show more empathy because like I understand life is fucking hard. But when I was younger. I didn't realize life was hard. My parents made it easy. Life is like, easy. Life is life easy. Is easy. <laughs> life is life is good. Life. Like literally, life is. Good. Yeah. I had no like no worries at all. So like when people come from a certain place, it's like I don't understand. You so put I, yourself in somebody else. And I was exactly. Yeah. It's, it takes but it's hard to do consideration. That. It's hard to put yourself in somebody else's shoes when you never experienced nothing like that. I don't even know that brand of shoe. I, I don't even know they made I, that. I never even heard it. It don't size. It don't fit my foot. It don't fit my foot. I'm supposed to walk in it. It's right. uncomfortable. I'm not yeah. wearing these. You know, it definitely is like that. But yeah. it's definitely necessary. It's just about simply. And when 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 people say put yourself in somebody else's shoes, it's simply take all the all aspects of who that person is and what they have going on into consideration. Mm-hmm. Take into account their upbringing. Take into account. Um, their own personal mental issues. Are they dealing yeah. with social anxieties? Are they dealing with uh, stress? Are they dealing with depression? Yeah. Are they dealing with fear of abandonment? Like, really take a... It's just about analyzing people but also you people, judge them. It's also hard to, like, analyze... Like, how you bring up the point of, like, are they having a fear of abandonment? It's also hard to read people, and that's why it's so important to mm. just be vulnerable. It's so important to be vulnerable because no, like, yeah. things begin to, I think, I think somebody, I've seen this tweet earlier, but it's so true how things begin to change as soon as you're able to be vulnerable. Because a lot of times people just don't know. If I don't know what you're struggling with, if I don't know I the help? mental, yeah, if I don't know the mental barriers that are there, how can I help the situation if I don't know that they're there? And a lot of people just suffer in silence and the situation begins to get worse and worse. Because yep. nobody knows the issue. You have to be willing to be vulnerable and say what is bothering you or what the issue is so that you can allow people to show up for you. Mm-hmm. Allow them to show up. Make space for yes. them to show up. And mm-hmm. just, but again, it's just taking a lot of stuff into consideration. You know, putting your, and, and a part of putting yourself in somebody's shoes is simply just allowing them to grow. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, exactly put yourself in their shoes a lot because i think about me it's hard for anybody to tell me anything about myself it took oh. me a while still to this day i just feel like i'm I th- only gonna hear so much <laughs> but it but i i think it should be like that though because not to, I, I would say like listen to what people say and take take co- constructive criticism and listen and like take mm-hmm. it into like you know just take it with a grain of salt but yeah. i truly feel like nobody knows you like you do that so, is true and with nobody are sometimes me, yeah, they project and like nobody knows me like I do so there's nothing that somebody can tell me about me um that isn't true and I'm gonna believe it because I'm a I'm gonna be so quick to call them out like here's where you're wrong yeah. like I know me you have to be willing to know your you have to know yourself because people will try to tell you who you mm-hmm. are and I I'm so glad that like I don't know I don't know exactly how my parents instilled it in me but I know that they did. Like nobody can tell me. Not even them. Which is like, which is funny. Not even, not even they can, can tell like, you. tell me about myself. So I'm like, hold on. But in some instances, I think we do need people because people can see things from a bird's eye view. Right. Right. We're exactly. in our stuff. We can't see 
the factors around us. Exactly. Whereas you the people around it. us can see the everything right. included. Now, can't nobody yeah. tell you nothing about you, like how you feel, exactly. how something made you feel. Exactly. Can't nobody take your mm-hmm. internal feelings away. Exactly. But like external factors or variables mm-hmm. that are affecting the reason that you mm-hmm. feel those ways, somebody can tell you about. For sure. You got to be able to take the constructive criticism, which I said, like, there's a fine line between being a person where you're like super confident and you know yourself and nobody can mm-hmm. tell you about yourself. But there's also the humble part that needs to be able to take constructive criticism. Yeah. Like I'm going to take what somebody says and I'm going to understand what they're saying and understand mm-hmm. their point of view. I don't have to agree, but I'm still going to take it, you know. And you don't have to that's agree. Just, you don't have to I, like and it. Sometimes I hate that about myself is like if somebody brings up something to me and they try to, you know, maybe say it's a character flaw or whatever the case may be. Um, I might know that, like, it's not a character flaw within me, and it's because I know myself, and I'm, you know, but I, right, I'm self-aware, but I still will just take that and be like, damn, like, I really hate that they felt that way. What are some ways I could have changed them from feeling that way? Or, change like, my reaction. Yeah, or... like, whatever the case may be, and I hate that I'm like that because whatever for whatever reason, um, I I will internalize things like that. I don't take it too hard. Being an I, empath. Being an empath, yeah. Being an empath. Yeah, for seeing, sure. Uh, and in being an empath is basically seeing through people. You see through people's insecurities. You mm-hmm. see through their triggers. Exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. And he, but because you, like you said, you're self-aware. So healing yourself allows you to clearly see the unhealed right exactly so when mm-hmm. people do project onto you it can be like a, you know i know this is a you problem exactly Which, even in that just it's a, we'll never it's, stop healing even in yeah. that you still have to mm-hmm. even if i feel like a problem is somebody else's problem like that's a them problem i still figure out i still try to think about what and what and and what part was I the problem? Exactly. Same here. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes I do internalize it and I hate that I'm like that because there's been situations where I know this is not my fault at all. Mm-hmm. And I still will internalize it just because the way that I am, like you said, just being an empath, just being somebody who's highly in- internally sensitive. I'm not sensitive like to other people, but internally, like I don't. Oh, little pumpkin one. Girl, uh, you, you knew got that. feelings under there. Girl, everybody knows. Well, people who are close Nobody to me knows know that. that. Girl, people who are close to me know. You yeah. know. Shit. But you're not super. You're, still, you're emotional a little. It depends. It depends. You you have to be it like in my up. close, close circle. It builds like, up. It builds up. Yeah, you got to be my close, close circle to like know. But I'm, I'm more. The people that I'm most sensitive with is just like my family. Like my mom, my dad, my brother. Like my brother can really take me over the edge. Like it don't even be. It don't even be. It don't even be sensitive. It'd be like I'd be mad. Like, (laughs) cause why would you do that? Like I'd be. You hurt my feelings. Yes, I'd be so mad. You hurt my feelings. Exactly, I'd be mad with my mom and dad. They can make me sad. Whatever. Uh, my brother, he he can really make me mad. That's because y'all love each other so much. Yeah. But um, and then but when y'all have disagreements like that, what's really important is when you have disagreements with anybody, when there's vulnerability, having conversations can cure a lot of things. And I think of it course. often has a negative context versus a positive context. Um, but I Which think is people why just I need understand. to be more comfortable. Like that's what I was gonna say. I don't understand why like why vulnerable conversation and like actually having a heart to heart with somebody and actually mm-hmm. talking through the issue makes yeah. people uncomfortable because at the end of the day I rather have that conversation and and we go on about our 
our relationship or whatever the you know whatever it is and, move and, forward. and we and we be okay and move forward rather than just like sitting in that uncomfortable awkward phase where it's like an elephant in the room and something is not going to address one thing like, about me i'm gonna address the one elephant. thing about me we gonna if talk about something the on my chest i'm, I'm gonna say get it. it off i'm gonna me. get it off i'm gonna hear what i gotta say me. and if and if you don't want to talk about it it's like okay we don't we can't move forward without having that conversation, that conversation. We, you cannot move forward without having uncomfortable conversation so okay so, so it's just ways. like that's that's when you just chalk it like whatever the relationship is you just gotta Okay, there's nothing that I can. There's nothing more that I can do with this. It's not going anywhere. And I think a great way to get comfortable with vulnerability and comfortable having those conversations is to get more comfortable with eye contact. Looking people in their eyes is such a vulnerable thing because it's like somebody's really looking at you. But some people are so afraid of being seen, they don't even want to do the eye contact. They don't even want. That's the first step. Like. Eye contact. You, eye contact. If you if you're not comfortable having eye contact with people, that's a problem. You cut. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I love me some good eye contact. Yeah, I I feel like if if you are not looking me in my eye when I'm talking, I just can't trust you. Offer it. Because what that's honestly how I feel. Because like, why are you looking away? I I get some people. I just make them a little nervous. So no, they they, they go look at me and then they gonna venture off a little bit. Then they gonna look back at me because I'm just so cute. And they get nervous. But no. no. <laughs> No, I can't trust you. You I'm eventually sorry. need to bring it here. Nervous, like, nervous or not, like even if I'm nervous, I'm still looking you in your eye. That ain't no excuse. You not to be trusted. Get your ass out. Because sometimes here. when I'm a little nervous, like if I like somebody, I think they're cute. Like if we're talking about from a romantic standpoint, like they may but, make me a little shy. Like I, but I'll you, be looking at them and then I kind of like do this. Right, but, but you're not gonna back. be. You're not gonna do that the whole time. No, I'm a, exactly I'm a engaged. Exactly. It's some people some who moment. literally, like, the whole entire time, they literally can't look you in your eye. You're not to be trusted. Yeah. If I'm blushing or something, I'd be like, ooh. Right. They don't even be blushing. Me. They just be looking nervous. Like, can't look you in your eye. Like, okay. <laughs> Hello. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not yeah. to be trusted. I'm sorry. You about but to my mama always, me. my mama always told me, okay, eyes are the window to so they sure are. Um, eyes people out here everything. with sad eyes, crazy eyes, angry eyes, angry eyes, destructive eyes. You gotta really pay attention because that eye shows what that spirit is. Not to give Woo. y'all a sermon. Woo! <laughs> but That's them eyes word. show the soul. Them eyes it's are the window, window to the soul. soul. You it's know, window to the soul. If if it look like it's demons in the eyes, it is. <laughs> okay, I've had, I don't think I've ever like. Whoa. You haven't looked at somebody and looked at them and said this oh, yeah. look evil. I remember I was at a party this summer. I was on the east side of Detroit with my friend. I don't know why she had me on the east side of Detroit. My parents <laughs> gonna hear this and be like, What? What was y'all doing? Right. Uh it was like a little like it wasn't like a talent show, but it was like a, a showcase for people who were doing music. Okay. And somebody that she knew was like performing a song. So we go, whatever. And this man is just in the corner. He's not saying nothing, but he, you know, he's standing there just all, his eyes are just like, when I tell you he didn't blink for like a good 10 minutes, he just eyes, eyeballs wide open, like didn't blink. I said, Tasia, this, this man looked like he got crazy eyes. Like he crazy as hell. He crazy as hell. He crazy. When you know, you know. From and when I seen him, crazy. and like that was just him like standing there. And when I seen him mm-hmm. walking, it was the same way. I'm like, yeah, he ain't wrapped too tight. Yeah. It's, it's all in crazy the eyes. People eyes. The eyes is the windows to the Speaking of crazy people's eyes, do you believe in fatal attraction? Describe. What is that? I don't know. (laughs) 
like what is fatal attraction like i'm so attracted to you i'll kill you yeah i'm so attracted to you like the only way out of this is death like no i think that is obsessive (laughs) (laughs) only way out is death No, I mean, like, yeah, like, that's what fatal attraction is. I mean, I get, like, marriage like, to okay, death okay, okay, part, I think, but I don't want to, I won't, I won't, I would never love somebody so much. I okay, I think, I think death aside, I think that was just a joke, but, like, fatal attraction, I think it, I think really what fatal attraction is, is, like, you love somebody so much, and, like, y'all are so toxic for each other, it just becomes a detriment to both parties involved, which could lead to death, but it might not always lead to death, because just, like, both like, of y'all. I love you, just, but I hate you. Yes, yes. Love I you, think, love you so much, but hate. But the thing about love is, we know that like love and hate. It's a thin line between love. They and really, hate. they release the same chemicals in your brain. So it's and like, then, the more you love somebody, the more you can possibly hate them too. But fatal attraction mm-hmm. is apparently a real thing. I've never I experienced it. I don't want to. I don't want to experience that. I, yeah. I, I, I love some people enough to make me be mad. Like, I yeah, but never to hate by my house. Never but, hate. I wasn't gonna do nothing harmful to them. Yeah, I ain't gonna tell Granny it's up for her ass. You know, like that. Some niggas I want to tell that Granny it's up for them. You know, I got <laughs> one of them. I wanted to go to Granny's house. So bad. call him right now. Tell him pull call up him right, right now. now. Tell him pull up on <laughs> But for real, um, so yes, I am. Yes, um, so yeah, all in all, vulnerability and vulnerability is strength. Be mindful about mental health and people's different... Put yourself in other people's shoes. People are taking this whole pandemic differently. People are taking life differently. For sure. Uh, everybody's, everybody's going at through different something. stages. Everybody's, everybody's going, going through, through something. something. Like, just be um, kind. Like, everybody is going through something. I don't care how much they make it seem like they're not. How strong of a person they, they are or appear to be. Everybody's going through something. And prioritize so. prioritize human connection. Um, mm-hmm. However that looks like for you. If you're not a physical touch person, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But prioritize your friends, your family, calling, checking in, and on, checking in on them. I don't want this whole digital age to make us lose our social skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, the metaverse. That's a whole other fucking topic. <laughs> but, you know, I want us to be able to um, keep our social skills. Yeah, so, for sure. What yeah. was something that you did in the pandemic to make sure that you kept human connection? Uh, like actual human human interaction not digitally but like in person like what's something that you made sure that you did just to have a little bit of human interaction during the pandemic during the pandemic I took my dog on a lot of walks and I've seen a lot of people outside taking them on walks going to parks Mm -hmm. stuff like that um so I definitely did that going to the gym when it opened back up before it opened back up Mm -hmm. you know but that's all I really was doing was going to the gym and yeah that's pretty much yeah all I could I mean you know going to the grocery but I wasn't really trying to talk to nobody Mm -hmm. at the grocery store yeah or at the gym I I talked to where was I talking to people I don't know yeah Um, just to be around and see and be a little normal yeah that's how I feel it was a gym for me just having like a trainer who has like group classes that was like yeah. the changer for me because I went from just, you know, when I was working from home every day, I would have that human interaction for like an hour. And that just, it helps so much. It so. does. It does. Well, yeah, if y'all have more ways to increase human connection and vulnerability and connectivity, definitely reach out to us via Instagram. You know, let us know any other topics y'all want to hear. If y'all have any questions or anything y'all interested to know. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all for tuning in, even though Alana doesn't want to claim us. 
Don't, I don't appreciate let her y'all for tuning in. Don't, don't let her tell y'all I don't want to claim the podcast because Blair is crazy. Love y'all. But love babies. y'all. Thank you so much for, for supporting. For lifers. <laughs> we'll see y'all next month. Yes, yeah, see y'all next month. We out.